Hi there. Welcome to this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. Of course, it's Vicky here. <laughs> if someone ever starts this podcast and it's not myself, that's going to be an interesting journey for you. That actually is pretty funny. I should think about that. This week, because it's the last week of the month, no matter where you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, is the week that I cover a chapter from the book I wrote 10 years ago that, yes, absolutely needs an update. And that becomes ever so known to me when I looked up what the chapter would be this month, and it's called Inspirational Technology. Now, the book, in case you're not aware, is called Everyone Has an It, How to Accentuate, Accept, and Appreciate Yours. And the it being acronyms for each month of making it in this human world with a soul inside and navigating all of what that means. Well, it was a small book, so it wasn't all of what that means. And this month, it, inspirational technology did make me chuckle a little bit when I was reading it. One, because I had forgotten about one of the experiences I wrote about, but also because technology has come so far in the last 10 years, 12 years, I'm not really sure, 12, 10 years, 10 years since I wrote this, that I, the 10 year ago, the decade younger me, although I, no, I would have believed in it. I know my head would still be amazed at the streaming capabilities that we have now and the ability for me to go for a walk and listen to a music or a list or a podcast or an audiobook from my watch. You know, all those years back of Inspector Gadget and everything, it truly is amazing to me. And I also know that this is one of the difficulties that we have because our technology continues to grow exponentially and so beyond what our brains can do. And I feel like sometimes that creates a gap in human communication, which I'll cover in this chapter, but also a recognition that, yeah, technology can move that quickly, but our brain requires us to rest. It requires us to reboot. It even requires us to croak and then come back into a new life with a new brain. So the upgrades, while I say that we have them often along with our downloads from Spirit, they definitely are not at the pace of our technology. So as I read this chapter, <laughs> I will be updating some of the process and also maybe some of the suggestions for the nowadays thing, because this chapter, Inspirational Technology, from the book. So, hey, just relax as I read you a chapter. It's a short chapter too, so this is going to go quickly. From the book, just try to go through a day and not have an interaction with an electronic device. I suppose it's possible if you've chosen to live your life without communication devices other than the ones you came into this life with. But for most of us, this is not a feasible act. I counted the electronic devices in the room I'm writing this, and there are six in a 10 by 10 room. While this is a high number for our house, it is also the hub of all communication to the outside world via technology, and we are admittedly tech-oriented. A little aside there, I'm the tech-oriented one. Always am in the relationship. I love it. I love all of it. I'm very grateful to whomever figured out that phones, computers, and online calendars can talk to each other and be the same in all three locations. How amazing is that? And how did I do it before that happened? Well, I did. 
It may have taken more phone calls and it may have involved actually speaking with someone, but it was very possible. And as is evident in the communication from my husband when I inadvertently deleted my YouTube account after he worked on it for days uploading videos for me, we obviously still use the verbal and nonverbal communication well. This is the part that I had forgotten about and <laughs> it makes me laugh in retrospect because I didn't do it intentionally, obviously, but in those days I was not as proficient in the backup as I am now. <laughs> The eye contact that he gave me said so much without saying a word. And it reminds me of the song by Alison Krauss. You say it best when you say nothing at all. <laughs> it's not what she meant, but you get the message in written form as well and spoken form, don't you? And I don't think it was a coincidence she was one of his favorite singers. Um, <laughs> because the ability to give a look without using the technology was very human-based and still within all of us, right? With the advancement of our technology world, some say we are moving away from each other and communicating effectively. I don't agree completely. I didn't agree when I wrote this 10 years ago. I agree more now that we are having some challenges in communication because it's so easy to be a keyboard warrior or to send a text rather than talk to someone. I feel like what is true then and is true now is that we have some manners to learn on how well we, as we learn our new phones, laptops, game systems, and entertainment streaming devices, we have some learning to do in the communication and manners department too. We can use the equipment as inspirational technology and use it to enhance your life rather than allow it to cut you or us off from others. As I read this book, I realized that I flipped back and forth between the um, first person, third person, and all of those. It's pretty amazing to go back and read something you've written and be like, oh, wow, that makes no sense. <laughs> that's why it needs an update. But it still has great information, so that's why I'll continue. The first thing that should be in the instructions, I feel, is how to use the equipment without jumping to conclusions. This is because one tends to infer what a message means rather than take it at face value. And in understanding, you aren't the person sending, so how can you absolutely be sure of the intention? You can't, but maybe you're too stubborn to know or admit that, or maybe just not aware. We had allowed our kids to have cell phones as it helped in knowing where they were and to keep in contact while we were working or out for the day as they were all teenagers by that point. It was during a conversation with our daughter that I realized how much room there was for interpretation in texts or messages, or in these days, direct messages, WhatsApp, all the other things. She came to me with outraged energy. I could still see her standing in the staircase it, in the living room we had. it When you looked out, you saw the staircase, and she just poked her head down in the little opening and said that she was just outraged because her friend had said some things to her that were just inconceivable. How could she say she didn't care? What kind of friend says that? And then all the other texts, well, geez, what were they about? I listened to her rampage of annoyance, and then when she ran out of steam, I asked her to read it to me with no inflection, just like a computer would do. And let's remember in those days, a computer would read it monotone. It would not sound like a seductress or, you know, Russell Crowe or anything like that. And give me the words and only the words. She did it, humoring me, I'm sure. And then with a great big smile, she said, oh, sh 
it's she does just doesn't care what we do when we're together this weekend. She didn't say she didn't care about me. And with a sense of renewed friendship, she went back up to hibernate in her room and resume communication with her best friend and be a teenager. It it wasn't my intention to teach in that moment. It was really just to find out what the message really was about. So we could determine if it was worth, oh my goodness, a phone call at that stage on that thing we call the landline so many years ago. It did end up being a great example for not only our daughter, for but for us as well. I recalled all the times I had regurgitated a phone call to someone and used what I considered to be the other person's voice. I am not a gifted impressionist, so I am sure they were accurate, but I am also sure they were delivered with some attitude. You've done it, right? Where you do, and then they said, and then she said this, and then can you believe he said that? Since that day, my daughter has taught me to tell the facts and just the facts, ma'am. I have felt more aligned in my energy when I'm communicating and no longer stepping out of myself to figure out what others were saying. It's also taught me to ask people, what do you mean by this? I'm not sure I understand that. Could you clarify? Uh, I think we're on a different wavelength. We need to have a a face-to-face conversation about this. It's so refreshing to live like this. Every text or email I receive, it comes into me exactly as it's written, which is with less energy being used and more that is available to answer the request. So rather than feeling when someone's asking me for something, because it happens every day, that they think I'm supposed to stop everything and just answer their request, I read it from a respectful energy space and then decide, is this a yes for me? Is this a no for me? And then I can respond accordingly. And that's the difference coming out of reacting and being in responsiveness. So have you done this? Have you thought you knew exactly what someone was saying? Have you jumped to conclusions when someone posted a comment on a social media place? Were you correct? Or did it end differently than you saw it? One thing that will happen is if we enter into a conversation without checking our reactions at the door is it'll take on a life of its own and blows completely out of proportion. And there really isn't anything you can do about it after you've done this. So before you do it, shift it. Like before you respond, before you have an auto reactor on there, dial it down, reduce the inflection that your brain just did, and then breathe and wait for the inspiration before responding. That's why it's called inspirational technology. You have to take a breath when it comes to technology, even if you're trying to figure things out. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. Like in order to run a business nowadays, especially online, you have to know 
how to navigate all of these programs and apps and maybe use Zapier to connect it and then have them talk to each other so that the data is shifted, transferred. So your payment source is sending it to your QuickBooks. Your online booking system knows to send it to your Google Calendar so that you don't double book or you don't show up in a wrong place at the wrong time. So taking a breath, sometimes that can be frustrating to get all that, especially if you don't love technology as much as I do. It can be frustrating. In my relationship now, in the house I live in, I just put my hand out and take whatever device is frustrating, Mike, and work through it because even if I don't know what to do, I know to take a breath and I know the computer's not doing it on purpose. We haven't completely gotten to AI that well. (laughs) The second part would be to create your own IT department. And yes, I do love a good pun. So your IT department, inspirational technology, is what you're creating here. You don't have to love electronics. There are many clients I work with that cannot stand the idea of being online or social media or any of that. You know what? We still create amazing businesses with them without doing that or by delegating it to someone else. Every electronic company you own has a company that has created an IT department to handle challenges and the oops that come up. Some companies have a fantastic IT department, some don't. But the ones that don't help us to know what kind of company we want to deal with. So if they have a horrific customer service department, or if you're not able to get a hold of anyone and they say they have a customer service department, you're likely not to buy their product again. And that helps you to know who you want to use and who you don't want to use. And this is true of your own support network. Sometimes we have to tweak the ones we have to bring on better customer service. Don't be afraid to leave an IT department if it isn't working for you. If you have a friend network or you have a partner or you have a job that you're working at and it's not providing you with inspiration and meeting you in your own inspiration, it's your choice about what support network you're using and how it supports you and how you support it. So if it's not lining up, it's up to you to decide to use a different track. The technology is amazing though, isn't it? Where else could you connect with people countries away over similar interests, whether it's your hobby, your work, your spiritual interests, social platforms, um, meaning uh, groups and serving the underprivileged and getting together in political reform. I absolutely loved the work I did before becoming an intuitive and doing coaching but it wasn't soul-filling for me. I liked helping people and getting them the services and working the accounts receivable, but I longed for something more without necessarily realizing it. And this is the beauty of technology, especially as it is today. There's so much that's available to us just by hitting a search engine, just by going to Google or Pinterest. Did you know Pinterest is a search engine? It's not a social media platform. There's your IT tidbit for today. I loved helping and I loved being in that um, place to be able to facilitate not only the financial support and stability of the organization I worked with, but also helping people to understand their benefits. But it didn't light me up. It was a thing I did for a paycheck. And sometimes that's necessary in our lives. And I'm so grateful for it. But along the line of this, 
inspirational technology while I was working at the home health agency, Hay House Radio came out and it opened my world up to know that there are other people out there who believed in angels, who knew what the word intuition meant, that were living what they love to do and they were bringing it to me and everyone else I recognize. The world does not revolve around Vicki Baird. They were bringing it to me through the technology and through the internet radio shows, which we now know as podcasts, and it saved my soul. I know it did. It saved my emotions, and it helped me to feel like I wasn't alone in the world, and it inspired this podcast because I wanted to spend as much time as I could getting the message out to people that you are unique. You do have a soul. Yes, you are physical, but you can really enjoy being physical when you integrate the two. So when I think back all those years ago, this was 22 years ago when I found out about Hay House Radio and I used to listen to the shows while I was working because it helped me to be able to still show up to work. It helped me to feel like I was providing a service even when I sat in a back office and nobody even knew where I was. Oh, for those days, because eventually we did merge offices and there were a lot of people in and out of Brenda and mine office. Oh, so many people. It was a busy time in my life. I had three kids. I was trying to support a marriage that was having its difficulties and I was volunteering and I needed to be of service in the world. I didn't know how to do it. And we had just come through September 11th. And the internet radio shows kept me sane. They were a community I didn't have available to me in my own backyard. And then interestingly, I created that community because of the inspiration that came through the technology. I still listen to a lot of shows. I listen to podcasts, audiobooks, um, YouTube audio, not really watching because I tend to listen to everything on the go. But all of these conversations that I feel like I'm having are available to me because of technology. And I'm so grateful. It has been my lifeline at times. After Howard passed and I was in the house by myself, and you know, there's this period where people pay attention after someone passes or after you get a divorce or an illness or something. And then there's crickets. And I understand that people go on with their lives and that's necessary. And it was necessary for me to have that space to grow and, and decide what I wanted in life. And it was lonely. It was incredibly lonely. And the technology and the ability to communicate with people through Facebook, through listening to these shows and the audiobooks, it helped me feel like I had a support system that sure wasn't right there in my household, but it was there for me if I wanted to take advantage of it. How do you use your technology? Now, the thing that has changed is the phones in our hands now are too available. Did you know that the average person checks their phone 262 times a day? I happen to think that this number is uh, ridiculous and yet true. <laughs> because on the days where I leave my phone on the counter um, and do not check it intentionally, I still feel the urge to go check it or to swipe up and see if there's a notification. I actually have my notifications turned off on the weekends. They're on my business apps during the day, during the week, but they are not on my social media apps. 
I do not get a notification if someone comments on a video on TikTok or if Instagram or Facebook or any of those. I don't get a notification. I have set times during my day where I check them and I get back to people. And if it's a Saturday or Sunday, that set time will be Monday because without the balance, inspirational technology will become desperational technology. This is not in the book, but dang, that was pretty good. You will become desperate to check everything because there's a false I, a premise that you are connecting to someone else. And while I'm so grateful for these platforms and the ability to meet people from all over the world, we have to do the face-to-face as well because that fills our heart soul and it fills our connectivity need as a sentient being. So think about how you are using technology. And if you are one of those people that's checking it 262 times a day, perhaps turning off notifications or leaving it um, on do not disturb. My phone is also on do not disturb 90% of the time because I will pick it up and I will think it's my personality to think I have to get right on that right now. And it's not true. So in order to have balance and, and integration in my life, some of these systems had to be set up and maybe you could borrow from that. You can also use the inspirational technology to send you a text to breathe. Use some of the Calm apps that have shown up. Use some of the meditation apps. Hey, there's a Vicky B app that you could use. Something that will help you to create balance in your life so that you're not mindlessly scrolling or wasting your life. You don't want to get to the point where it's your time to croak and look back and think, my goodness, all that time I spent uh, scrolling people's pages that I didn't even know. I mean, when was the last time you opened a real book and read a book and allowed yourself to get lost in the story or to learn something? Look at your technology. If it's not being used in an inspirational way, you could be in desperation and that needs to be addressed. So the ability to navigate our world should include all these beautiful things. <laughs> It absolutely, oh, the tollless, being able to fly through the, the and not stop at a toll booth, uh, stuff like that, I find miraculous. And I always think about what are the brains that come up with this? How amazing are they? So be grateful for what you have in your life. Um, I don't need a refrigerator that I can just look through the door and see what's in there. I can open the door. It's fine. Um, but the rest of this, the ability to create my own app, the ability to come to you over these airwaves whenever you feel like you want to watch it is just amazing. So make sure that you're using it to benefit yourself rather than a detriment to yourself. Because too much staring at that screen can also cause depression and the blue light can create uh, sleep disturbances. There's a give and take to everything. This is the integration process. Rather than finding balance in it, look for integration. How can I integrate healthy habits with my technology so it is inspirational rather than desperate or taking away from? Thank you so much for using the technology to connect in with this podcast and with myself and for sending me messages and show ideas and just being you in this world. I'm grateful for your energy here and how it affects the rest of humanity. We are all blessings. You are a blessing. And I will see you in the next episode.
Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.